morning. Let's go to Genesis chapter 8. Genesis 8. In this chapter, there's many beautiful pictures of Christ, our Savior. And we see here the blessings of our God for His children, His people in the Lord Jesus Christ. A few takeaways that you'll see as we go through here is that every word testifies of Christ. That's what I I. I believe that that you that love Christ, that you see that as we go through Genesis, every word testifies to us of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they show us what He has done as our Redeemer, as our God, as our Savior, as our husband, our friend, what He does for His beloved child. He said to the Jews, Search the Scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. It's good. Go to the Word. This is the inspired Word of God. Search it. Because, and you go here expecting to hear from the Lord, how can a man be justified with God? Well, Christ tells us, they are they which testify of me. Of me. So every word is speaking of Christ. It's to direct our eye away from self to behold the servant of God, him who gave his life to save his people from their sins. Now you'll recall that the ark is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll see also that Noah is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in these pictures and types, we see the infinite and inexhaustible riches of our God given for provision to the people all the spiritual blessings of God in Christ. Now, very nicely, this chapter 8 is ordered in such a way that we see three blessings of our God in Christ. The first section that we'll see is we see the foundation laid so that upon the Lord Jesus Christ, by Christ, because of Christ, God blesses his people. He gives us full provision in Christ. Second, we see the witness of Christ wrought in his people, such that faith is given to us and exercised by the Lord, proving that blessed gift which he's given to his child. Not to prove anything to God, but to show us what he has done for us. It's to prove to us that he has delivered us from death and given us life and hope in Christ. And third, the third section, we see the assurance which he gives to his child in Christ. It's founded in Christ. <clears throat> I've titled this message, When the Waters of Judgment Ceased. And that's where we begin our deliverance from judgment. Let's pick up in verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. Now in this verse right here, we're given a beautiful summary of what Christ has secured 
for his redeemed children. What he has gained for us by his redeeming blood. He established for us by his death, by his sacrifice to the Father, he established for us the covenant of grace so that in Christ God may be gracious and merciful justly. He may be gracious and merciful to his child and that justly. And so because of Christ, the children of God are always in in view. His angels are always before, our angels are always before his face. He sees his people. He loves his people. He cares for you. He knows your broken heart. He knows your poverty. He knows that you are bankrupt and have nothing to give to him. Yet in Christ, he loves you. He loves his child and draws you to himself in this covenant of grace and mercy, peace and rest for your souls. Even We even see in this verse the sending forth of the Holy Ghost from the Father and the Son, testifying in the blowing of the wind across the earth so that the Spirit goes out in search of the lost sheep for whom Christ gave his life. And he, he removes the, the, the judgment of God that rests on their hearts and minds. And he takes that away as one removes grave clothes from, from a man made alive by the Lord. And he removes that stain of sin and he regenerates the spirit in man, making him a new creature, making him a new creature. And this he does all across the earth. So let's look at this verse here a little more closely. First, God remembered Noah. Noah here being a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of the body. He is the one who came and accomplished all things to fulfill the will of God, his Father, who sent him for the people. And God remembered his son. He looks to his son, and it says, every living thing. That, brethren, is you who believe Christ. You are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He remembers Christ and he remembers every living thing that is brought in and drawn and blessed of the Lord Jesus Christ. He remembers you. And all the cattle that was with him in the ark tells us that every provision that you want and need, everything that you could want for, God has given it to you freely and abundantly in the riches given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, our Savior, has secured every spiritual blessing of God for his people. Ephesians 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And I love that. I know I've said this to you before many times, but I love this. In heavenly places harkens back to day two of creation when God made a firmament, a covering in which living things dwell. So that we even see in that firmament, 
it speaks of the waters. Now, here in this chapter, the waters speak of the judgment of God. But also in Revelation 17, waters describe peoples and nations and tribes and tongues so that that firmament divided the waters. And there were waters under the firmament, under the covering, and waters above. So that it shows us the, the particular redemption of Christ our Savior who shed his blood for his people. And they are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ. That's the heavenly places. The firmament is called the heaven. The heaven and heavenly places in Christ. So understand that when our Lord offered himself to the Father, the Father's wrath was propitiated which rested on us, is now taken off of us because it was put on Christ to deliver you from the wrath of God so that God is not angry with you. He's at peace with you. He's satisfied because Christ, our substitute, laid down his life, bearing our just punishment to deliver us from death and ruin because of our own sin. Our sin is put away. Just as this ark bore the judgment waters, so Christ bore the judgment of his people. The fountains of the deep broke open and lifted that ark, and the rains above fell upon that ark so that he was immersed in the judgment of God. That ark was immersed in the judgment of God upon the earth. So Christ was immersed in the judgment of God. And all who were in that ark went through that judgment being untouched, born safely through to the other side. So it is for all you who hope in Christ and come to the Lord in Christ, you are brought through that fiery judgment which we cannot endure and are delivered for Christ's sake, safe and sound into his inheritance on the other side of the judgment. Every living thing in that ark was untouched. Untouched, not a single drop of wrath fell upon it. It was borne by the ark. And so it is with Christ. He bore the wrath of God for his people. Turn over to Romans 3. Let's go to Romans 3. And let's look at verse 24 through 26. Paul tells us that we are justified freely by the grace of God, through the redemption, that blood redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation, a turning away of his wrath from us to Christ through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission, the forgiveness of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just in the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And so because of this great salvation, we're told of the blessing of the Holy Ghost, which is poured out upon us. God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. This, brethren, is the gospel blessing of the Spirit. The wind bloweth where it listeth, where it wants to, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. 
born of the Spirit. The Spirit comes and applies the blood of Jesus Christ to the soul of every lost sheep found by the Spirit, searching them out, calling them by the gospel, drawing them out of death and darkness, giving them life by regeneration. A new heart, a new man is created by the seed, the righteous seed of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he reveals and manifests fruits of righteousness in the planting of the Lord, such as faith, whereby the child of God, that sinner, cries to God, believing Christ, calling out for his grace and mercy. The waters, which were the judgment of God, are assuaged. And that means they're at peace. They've ceased. They've ceased. Judgment has ceased against you who hope who believe the Lord Jesus Christ. You shall not be ashamed. You shall not come short of that which you seek, justification with God, for Christ has put away your sins and made you righteous in himself. So for Christ's sake, our sin is remembered no more, and we are adopted into the family of God. Now, with that understanding, from verse 1, let's read verses 2 through 5. Seeing these things, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. There's no more judgment hanging over your head, brethren. That which is coming upon the inhabitants of the earth is not your inheritance. It's those in Adam who stand in Adam in their own works. You stand in the inheritance of of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the waters were abated. They were lacking. It's no longer there. The judgment is dried up against you. Christ has bore it all and put it away for his people. And it says the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month upon the mountains of Ararat. We see there a glorious picture of what, our, of what Christ our Savior has accomplished for us. Having put away our sin by the death of himself, he rose again and is ascended to the right hand of the throne of God, where he rests till his enemies be made his footstool. In fact, it says in verse 5, the waters decrease continually until the tenth month, in the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. Now, I don't know, but I find it rather interesting, knowing that Christ was upon the earth 40 days from his resurrection, and then Pentecost was 10 days later. 10 days later was Pentecost when the Spirit was poured out upon the church, and that's when the mountaintops were seen on the earth for the first time. We saw the kingdom of God established in his people on the earth there in i don't know it says the 10th month i don't know but it's a beautiful picture of what christ our savior has accomplished and wrought for us and so in these first five verses we see the deliverance that the church is given the bride of christ is given bought from her savior what he accomplished for us this is the the covenant of grace which is established for you brethren and blesses our hearts and rejoices us because we are delivered from wrath 
And we now have life and understanding and light in him who is the very light of the world, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that we know the true and living God and have forsaken those vain, wicked works that we trusted in and now come hoping, believing the Lord Jesus Christ. Next, we see faith exercised from verses 6 through 13. Here, the chosen child of God, having been redeemed by Christ, regenerated by the Holy Spirit, is now begins to be exercised by our Lord, who proves that gracious work in his people. Not to prove it to himself, but to show you what blessed things your God has done for you in Christ. When we read of Noah here, think in verse 6, think of what our ascended Lord does for those who are his workmanship. His children. Verse 6. And here again we see this. When he ascended, this is what he accomplished for us. And it came to pass at the end of 40 days. He was upon the earth 40 days. It came to pass at the end that Noah, a picture, a type of Christ, opened the window of the ark which he had made. What a beautiful sight. When our Savior ascended to the throne of God, and the Father received him, having accomplished all this, this, the redemption of his people. As the Lamb of God, having accomplished that, he now opens heaven and pours out his blessings upon us. As the Apostle John said, I looked, and a door opened in heaven. Christ Jesus opened the door to heaven. We could never come to, to the throne of God by our works. It was shut. We couldn't come to God in, in, in our own dead, corrupt nature. Heaven was shut. But Christ has opened the door and made a way, the way, the truth, the life in himself. He is the way to the throne of God. He is why we stand before the throne of God faultless and are received of the Father, holy God, who knows all things and sees all things, you stand faultless before the throne of God, without wrinkle, without spot, without a hair out of place. You are perfect in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's two birds described here that define the two natures, what we see the two natures of the believer, one being the old man of flesh, the other, the new man of faith. It says in verses 7 through 9, And he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. And he sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth, then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. So when Noah sent out the raven, it never returned to the ark. Why? It found what it needed to survive. It fed on dead things. The carcasses floating in the waters of judgment, it fed on those things. It could just hop and fly from place to place and was satisfied with dead things. But the dove, that which is 
the, the, the creation of Christ, that new creation, that new man, that dove didn't feed on the dead carcasses floating in the judgment wrath of God. It found no rest for the soul of her feet. She isn't contented with the things of the world. The raven, the old man of flesh, is fine with the dead things of this world. The raven has no problems with with this world and its corruption. But that which is the new man, which sinneth not and cannot sin, he finds no rest in the dead things of this world. He finds no happiness, no joy, no satisfaction, no nourishment, no strength from the dead things of this world. Our nourishment, that new man of faith, receives all its blessings, all its provision from Christ. He is the bread of heaven. He's our light. He's our salvation. He's our Savior. That which is born of grace cannot feed on dead things. And so it returns to the ark, to Christ, the ark, in whom we find rest for our souls. Our Lord said in Matthew 11, All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Lord will reveal him. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn it of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Rest for your souls. So to all that are burdened and troubled with sin, to you who, who know your sin and, 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 and see what you are by nature, he says, come to me. Come to me. I'm the Savior. I'll put you at rest and at ease. I will comfort you. I will bless you and show you my righteousness and what I have done for you, the redemption I've accomplished for you. All who come seeking peace and forgiveness for their sins, Christ shall never turn you away. He is a merciful and gracious Savior. He he receives all who come to him who have nothing to pay him, nothing to give to him, nothing to trust in, who come empty-handed, bankrupt sinners, In poverty, Christ says, come to me, buy and eat. You shall find bread that satisfies, because it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we see. When that dove came back, he put forth his hand, and he took her and brought her into the ark, to be with himself. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ does for us, for his child. He receives us. He takes us in. He brings us into his arms. And he blesses us and speaks comfortably to us and assures us that he has taken care of everything and put away all our debts, satisfied our debts, and has made us righteous in his own righteousness. We stand in his beautiful righteous robe. Now, up to this point, we've seen Noah as a picture of Christ. But Christ dwells in the hearts of his people by faith. Ephesians 3.17, he dwells in our hearts by faith. And so we see here 
his grace working in his child here in these next verses with Noah. In these next four verses, they speak of the lively exercises of grace and faith in the child of God. Let's look at verse 10. And he stayed, speaking of Noah, he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. Now these seven days, it's speaking of our rest in Christ, who is our Sabbath rest. That's what's being pointed out here. Christ is our Sabbath rest, and in him we do send up inquiries to God. Right? They are the, the, the prayers of the saints. Rise up to the throne of God with the incense, that sweet savor of the Lord Jesus Christ, whereby your prayers are heard and received of holy God by the sacrifice of Christ. And the dove, verse 11, came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. That's a picture how the Lord does testify to us. You that are troubled with your sin and you cry out to the Lord, save me, Lord, help me, have mercy on me. He gives to your soul, to your heart, your understanding, peace, peace. I've put away your sins. I've washed you in the blood of Christ. Be at peace. And we have fellowship with holy God for Christ's sake. Christ's sake. He comes with that olive leaf plucked. Verse 12, And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. What it's saying there is, child of God, you that have begged God for mercy and peace, and he's shown you Christ, what more do you need? You've been shown the peace, the grace, the mercy of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other salvation. There is no other way to God. There's nothing more to say. The matter is settled in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Savior whom the Father has sent to save his people from their sins. Rest in him. Believe him. He's given this word to you to assure your troubled hearts that he has put away your sins. Believe him. Trust in him. Rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 13. And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month. You know, I didn't even notice it, but that's New Year's Day. <laughs> that's New Year's Day. And that's what Christ has done for his child. He has made us new creatures. In the Lord Jesus Christ, behold, all that was old is put away. Behold, all things are become new in Christ. We know that it's not our works. We know our, our sin, and, and we, don't, we don't try to, to walk in it. We don't want to do those things. We want to be pleasing to the Lord. But we know that our hope, our pleasing, our comfort, our joy is the Lord Jesus Christ. The waters, it says, were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. You that are in Christ, you that believe him, Look, look to him. The waters are dried up. The judgment of God is dried up. You have no more sin. It's put away in Christ. The judgment is gone. He bore it all and carried it away so that you are righteous, received, adopted into the family of God. 
So that's the second thing, those lively exercises. Third now, we see the assurance which God gives to his child in Christ. What our Lord is doing through these exercises of faith is revealing to us the promises that God has given to us and fulfilled for us in Christ. So that by faith, he assures us, he shows us Christ again and again, settling the matter that it's in Christ. Let's read verses 14 through 19. And in the second month of, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month was the earth dried, and God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with, with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful, and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth in his sons, and his wife and his sons' wives with them. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds went forth out of the ark. One thing that we see in this is, did anything die? Did anything that was in the ark fail to, to come out of that ark? No. It all was delivered safe through. That is what Christ has done. All in Christ are delivered from the wrath and judgment of God. And out of this ark comes every provision. Everything you need and want has been given to you freely, abundantly, out of the riches, according to the riches, it says, of our God in the Lord Jesus Christ meaning it never diminishes and never comes short. It's never lacking. Everything the child of God needs is given fully, freely, abundantly in Christ our Savior. Verse 20. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Right? That's why there were seven of every clean thing so that there would be three pairs of the clean animals, and he just took one and he offered each, each one of the clean animals to the Lord. But it's a picture of Christ, who is our high priest, who is our altar, who is our sacrifice. He did the whole work to the Father. In Ephesians 5.2 it says, Christ also hath loved us. And hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Savior. And so we see in the next verse how that for Christ's sake we are blessed of God. Verse 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. He smelled the savor of his Son. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. And so it is. We know. We see. This flesh is still corrupt. It's still vile. It's not reformed. It's not improved. It's not gotten any better. I'm still a vile, wretched sinner in this flesh. But for Christ's sake, he will not curse you. You that hope in him, you shall not be cursed. He will not turn again and, and bring judgment to destroy you and cast you into hell. To you that are partakers of the first resurrection, 
been given the Holy Spirit and regenerated, born again in Christ, the second death hath no more power over you. You're delivered from the wrath and judgment of God, which is coming upon the inhabitants of the earth. And so these blessings are given to us of the Lord. Now, how did Noah know what was in the heart of the Lord? Because God has revealed it to Noah. He made Noah's heart to know what was in his heart. And the picture there is what our God shows you in the Lord Jesus Christ. You that look to him, see and know and understand the full thought of God. You know the mystery of God revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. You know God's will and purpose to be gracious to whom he will be gracious in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing more for you to figure out. There's no hidden mysteries. There's nothing outside of Christ that you need to know. Everything you need to know is found right in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's given you his spirit, which beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. It's all revealed in Christ. It's all made known to us in Christ. We don't have to go searching and go on treks and voyages and pilgrimages and trying to do this thing or that. It's all revealed and made known in Christ. Perfectly, plainly, completely. And you know all things. You know all things. Everything that needs to be known, you know it all. And so in Christ we see the heart of God revealed. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know the heart of God. It's, it's Christ. It's revealed in Christ. And whom he loves, he manifests this grace to them, which looks away from self, which looks away from de- dead, filthy works, and we look to Christ. We look to him. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Our Savior bore the curse of the law for his people so that he died the death that his people were to die. And he assures us now that that curse is put away that, that, so that we would cease from wicked works, cease trying to make a righteousness for ourselves, cease trying to come to God thinking that because I did this, X, Y, and Z, or did that, God is receiving me. No, we come to God knowing Christ has done everything. He did it all while I was yet an enemy of God, while I was yet in enmity and and yet corrupt in my sins, Christ gave his life to put away the sins of his people, though they knew nothing and were in complete darkness and ignorant of the things of God. Christ did it all. Now, he says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. So that Christ Jesus is the Savior to the ends of the earth and to the end of the age. It is only Christ. It's only ever been the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the salvation whom God has provided. Believe him. All who flee to Christ will find him a gracious Savior. And he reveals himself to your heart. 
giving you assurance that in him you are forgiven and received of the Father. I pray the Lord bless that word to your hearts, thanking God for what he's done and given to us in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's full, complete, forever. Salvation in Christ. Amen.